Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's speaker is Father Ed Hughes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today the Church rejoices in those three different events that manifested Christ as God. The adoration of the Magi, his changing water into wine at the wedding of Cana in Galilee, and his baptism in the Jordan by John when the Holy Spirit appeared in the form of a dove and God's voice was heard proclaiming that this was indeed his son. The uh, <clears throat> Each of these manifestations show something of the nature of God and teach us something of what it is to be a Christian, to follow that Christ. He came into this world as a tiny baby, completely helpless, subject to his parents' for everything. He couldn't feed himself. He couldn't change himself. He couldn't care for himself in any way. And if his parents had chosen to leave him lying on a rock, like the Greeks used to do, he would have died. The God that created the entire universe, the God who set all the laws of nature, chose to allow himself to become completely helpless and at the mercy of his own creatures. And he did this out of love for them. Because the whole plan is that he comes to be a human being so that he can suffer his passion and die and deliver us all from death. If you've ever noticed in the... Uh, the medieval paintings of the nativity, in the, in the barn, in the stable, there's often a crucifix hanging there. And it's not just that the painter lost his mind and was used to painting crucifixes in every room. It's there to show that Christ came for that. that the, the, it was a package deal. You become a human being, and you're going to suffer the passion, the cross, and the death and the burial. It's unimaginable that someone in the position of authority, imagine a governor in those days, or a king, would allow himself to be sacrificed for the sake of his people. And on those few occasions where that happened, after Christ, still very few, the church venerates those uh, martyrs as passion bearers because they, they imitated the passion of Christ and we think of, of, of Edward the, uh, the martyr king of England and we think of, of Edmund uh, the martyr king of England and we think of uh, Boris and Gleb in, uh, in Russia who chose to give their lives for the sake of their, their people but they're so few and far between that you can count them on, on your hand the other manifestation, which is 
very similar, is his baptism in the Jordan. Here Christ comes to be baptized by John, who is offering a baptism for repentance for public sinners. And there stands Christ, who is completely sinless, in front of him. And when John hesitates and says, I, I don't think so, I think I need to be baptized by you, Jesus says, let it be so for now, for the fulfillment of righteousness. And this is a wonderful mystery. Uh, the, the, uh, the Coptic monk, uh, Matthew the Poor, uh, sees in this almost the, uh, the center of, of Christianity, that, that normal understanding is turned on its head, that the ones who are most powerful and the ones who are most innocent should allow themselves to be considered as if they were not, to be subject to those who are actually under them, turns everything that we know about human relations upside down. And he does it to express to us the power of humility. Because it's in that, that humility that he doesn't insist on his own prerogatives, but instead identifies himself with the worst and allows himself to be treated that way. That he sanctifies the water and all of creation. And that, again, is his ministry at the cross. That he allows himself to be numbered with criminals and hung upon the cross. And as he's in the air on the cross, he sanctifies the air. He sanctifies all of creation through his humility, which leads him right to death and burial. The other mystery, the uh, changing of the water into wine, truly manifests his divinity. And it's Something very interesting in there is the attitude of his mother. She comes to him and she says, they're out of wine. And he says, so what? What's it got to do with us? And she doesn't argue with him. She doesn't even rebuke him for acting that way. She says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. She didn't ask a second time. She knew from the first time she asked, regardless of his response, that he was going to do what she wanted. She knew it. And she didn't have to ask a second time. He makes his, his remark. She ignores him and says to the servants, do what he asks, whatever he tells you. And he goes ahead and, and, and gives them all the wine that they need and better wine that they've ever seen. And here we see something wonderful about his relationship with his mother that, that we can't ever overlook. No matter how unwilling he is in a situation, if his mother asks him, he goes along with it. So when we need his help, that we go naturally to his mother and ask her, to ask him for us because we know that he's not going to say no. Whether he wants to or not, 
whether he wishes that she wouldn't bother him with whatever it is that we brought to her, we know that he's going to go along with it. He's going to say yes for her sake, for his, his relationship with her, his love for her. It's beyond even what we have for our own mothers. And we can count on that in our lives, always. That Christ loves us so much that he came, offered himself in many circumstances for ourselves, up to and including his own death, and that for the sake of his mother, he'll do anything that we need. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.